Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match! Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket, day two of the Australia-India World Chess Championship final has finished with Australia incredibly powerful, dominant, a very, very strong position. India 151 for five in reply to Australia's 469, so a deficit of 318 for the Indians with only five wickets left. That says it all, Simon, really. Yeah, Australia, you'd think they'd go on a win from here, wouldn't you? Two days gone, three days to go, possibly a sixth day if there's some rain at the weekend, depending on the regulations. You, you can see it sort of mapped out in, in front of us, really. You, don't, you want to say, oh, the, you know, the game's definitely going to take this course, but you can see a pattern to it. India, I don't know, 220 all out. Australia with a big first innings lead. They wouldn't enforce the follow-on. They'll bat again. They'll get a lead of 450-500. And then they'll look to bowl India out in, you'd think, even more helpful conditions on the fourth evening and, and fifth day, as long as the weather plays ball. Anyway, it, cricket doesn't always work out like that, but it has that feel about it at the moment. It feels as if the die is cast. So it's, it's for someone on the Indian side to try and change that round, actually make something happen, to play a spectacular innings. Not easy to see it, though. No, well, not really. Uh, I, I mean, Jadeja got out towards the end there, so uh, he would have been someone I suppose you might have thought yeah. who could who could do it. But it's hard to see who which other Indian player now in that bottom order could really have a, have a big impact. I suppose Shardul Thakur, that's what he's been picked for to have a, yeah. an impact on the game as he did here a few years ago against England. By the way, we'll hear a, a similar view from the great Australian cricketer uh, Ricky Ponting later on this podcast uh, we chatted just after the game and he certainly well he's a bit biased but he certainly saw it as Australia's a major advantage uh, so we'll hear from him in a bit. I don't think you have to be biased to feel that yours do you I mean it's, 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 no. it's there it's in it's in black and white isn't it on that scoreboard. 
all things were looking better for India uh, just after lunch, where they trimmed Australia's potential lead or potential first inning score to sort of manageable proportions. I thought, you know, when Smith and, and Travis Head were going so well, both last night and even this morning, uh, early on, Smith got to his 102 shots, a couple of balls face, and he was past 100 already. And you thought, well, he's going to be building for a double and Travis Head would hit a couple of good shots. And you thought, yeah, this is 500 plus for Australia. And then they both fell and suddenly the Indians sort of got back into it. I think there was 90 for four was the first session. Mm. So you felt that was just India's session, although Australia had done all the kind of work yesterday and therefore the damage was done. Yeah, that's exactly the phrase I was about to use. That Australia did so much damage yesterday that it was hard for India to repair it. So even though they've had a, they had a good day with the ball, if you said to them, you know, they're going to take the last seven wickets as it was for 108, you'd probably say, yeah, we'll take that. But that still means a score of 469 on a pitch that, well, it did a bit today, didn't it? Mm. And, and uh, the, I think the difference in the two attacks, really. Australia got the tall, quick bowlers. India, not, they're, they're willing, aren't they? And they've got some quality in that attack. You know, the likes of Shami and Siraj, but without the, quite the venom, the menace of Australia's uh, four-man pace attack. And then, of course, Nathan Lyon comes on and he, he chips in as well, doesn't he? I mean, they, they, they've got bases covered. Yeah, they, they, they I, have. And it's... You know, mm. there's, there's there's something beguiling about the, the their sort of team, the way it's all fitting together as the ashes um, looms. I, I think menace is a good word actually for for this Australian attack because they're not you know absolutely you know 100 miles an hour or anything, but they're quick enough mm. and they just hit that that space, that place, that awkward spot regularly enough. Especially the the likes of Scott Boland actually. This was his first bowl in England properly and it's interesting to watch him actually I mean he was right on the spot from the moment mm. he started and actually I think his first 10 balls basically landed all exactly on the same spot he bowled four the same ball and Shubman Gill played them pretty well and then he left one and hit back and bowled him and that was just a bowler at the top of his game just concentrating on one spot keeping it very simple that was one thing that the Indians didn't manage to do really in, in their in their bowling attack there, there was no shortage of energy and passion and and zest but actually a lack of control generally apart from Mohamed Shami yeah well Boland the most economical of Australia's four pace bowlers won't be surprised about that he went at 2.64 runs per over start going at 5.7 eight runs per over, so profligate, but he probably bowled the ball of the day. I mean, any self-respecting pace bowler like a bowl a ball like that, wouldn't they? It, those who haven't seen it, bowled one to uh, Virat Kohli that really climbed, took the glove and ballooned to it was, second it was a, slip. What, what is commonly known as a snorter. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely flew at his neck and, you know, ripped a glove off, I think we used to call it. Yeah. Come on, I, I remember people sometimes saying to me, actually, on a really flat pitch, go on, yours, rip a glove off. Yeah. And it, I you know, went for another four. What do you mean I can't? I'm only 60 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, um, it was good to see the, the Aussies kind of, you know, just doing what they do so well. And I say good, just from a, a, an impartial point of view. It's yeah. hard to be impartial, I suppose, when Australia are playing and you're an Englishman, but... I do admire their, their 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 professionalism actually and their application and there's no sort of 
argy bargy. There's no sledging. There's well, there no, isn't. It's Pat, Pat Cummings. No, he doesn't allow it. Does no, he, he doesn't. That's not, that's not the sort of captain he is. I no, don't think that's the way he wants to play. Absolutely and, right. You know, you. We we I've made this point so many times in the past. You can be successful, Australia in a dominant winning position without you know snarling and snorting and and sledging, can't you? Just play just play your cricket. Let your cricket do it. Do the talking. And that, that's exactly right. And I I must admit I like it. You know, at times when I played, people wanted me to be more aggressive and. Uh, you know it's hard and you've just gone for you know 12 off the over but even on days when I was doing well you know people wanted to see that kind of slight irritation if you got hit for four and uh, you have a few words to the batter I just didn't buy into that at all and I, I love the way Pat Cummins is approaching it he's absolutely remorseless with the ball though actually I didn't think he was quite on it today he hasn't bowled in a proper test match for two or three months I took all that uh, series off in India to be with his infirm mother, which again is another element to his personality. Mm. But I can't see Australian captains of the past necessarily doing that. And talking of Australian captains of the past, we should hear from Ricky Ponting because you know he had some interesting things to say, not just about Australia's bowlers, but later in this interview, you'll hear him talking about Marnus Labuschagne and his approach to batting in this game which involved some of the time batting out of his crease. And he has a theory behind that. He thinks that the reason for batting out of his crease is that by coming a bit further closer to the bowlers, it makes them bowl a bit shorter because they don't want to give him easy half volleys or easy drives. So their lengths will be dragged back a bit because Marnus Labuschagne is standing closer to them. And therefore, because their lengths are a bit shorter, the balls they're bowling generally are going over the stumps. So he's ruling LBW out of the, the out of the equation by being further down the pitch. Firstly, he can get outside the line, uh, so to negate and a potential LBW. And also, if he does get hit on the pad from their back of a length deliveries, they'll be going over the top. So Ricky talks a little bit about that uh, later in the interview. But first, I asked him what he thought of the Australian bowlers. They were pretty good, yeah, they were pretty good. I thought Stark was a little bit off early on um, with the new ball, obviously taken out of the attack after those first couple of overs. Uh, Scott Bolland was outstanding again, and we know and we've seen over the last 12 months how good a bowler he, he is and how good a bowler he'll be in these English conditions. Um, Cummins, to me, just looked a little bit off. I must admit his rhythm didn't look quite there. The fact that he you know, overstepped four times, probably one of those cost him a wicket. You know, that's probably just a little bit of rust um, that he's, you know hasn't played a game for three months, but... I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll be pretty happy. Five for 151. Nathan Lyon's got one of those. I think he'll have more of an impact on this game as we go on. And I think you said on one of the days that you thought perhaps the Indians had got their selection wrong because spinners are going to come into the game later. I said it before the, the day before the game that I thought they had to go in with, with Ashwin and Judasia because I think Judasia picks himself as a batsman anyway. We probably saw that today, you know, 48 or 51 balls. And, um, you know, the, the wicket, when I got down there the day or well, the day of the game, and started peeling a bit of the grass back, you could see that it was very dry underneath. And I can understand the apprehension from you know Rohit Sharma, probably not wanting to bat first on it, but I think it's probably looked like that's the wrong decision to bowl first. And so far, you'd probably say that, that not playing Ashwin, who's the number one ranked bowler in the world, um, which means to me that he just doesn't bowl well in India. He can bowl well in other parts of the world as well. I in think in he, England, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he, he could have done a job day one, no worry at all, and, and probably picked up wickets. He's, he's got a good record against Steve Smith as well, whether it's day early in the game or late in the game. So I think they got that wrong for sure. And um, the, the you did an interesting piece at T today about 
the way that the the Australian batsman, in this case Labuschagne, thinks about how they approach batting in you know seeming conditions or whatever. Do you think the Australians have a sort of maybe an advantage generally in the way they approach cricket, a bit like England, because they're very analytical for things like that, whereas perhaps the Indians, and you've been in India a lot, obviously doing the IPL, whereas the Indians are more, they just play. Uh, and there's less sort of real microscopic analysis on how they approach a game. Uh, yeah, I think that's down to the individual though as well. I mean, if you take Labuschagne and Smith out of that team, the rest of the batters are probably not thinking too much. You know, Usman's not, Travis is not, yeah. <laughs> Davey's not over. I mean, they, I mean, they all think deeply about the game, but in different ways. I mean, Manus's analysis and what he had to say to me this morning about why he's doing it and... He studied that when Cummins bowls at the MCG, it's a five and a half metre length that hits the top of off stump. And so they do dig deep. It's, um, it's real cricket badgerdom, isn't it? Absolutely. And you can imagine Smith and, and Labuschagne together, yeah. you know, tonight even. They'll yeah. sit down tonight and they'll be talking about batting again and they'll be talking about it tomorrow morning when they get to the ground and how they're going to play in the second innings with this wicket changing. There'll, there'll be all that sort of stuff going on. But look, trust me, I mean, analytics is such a big part of the game now. Every Indian player will be doing it. You know, but you don't, don't think Virat's not, you know, he's just not going out and standing there and, and reacting to the ball. There's a lot of homework that goes into getting every one of these players prepared for a, an IPL game or for a test match. Did you, would you have liked that a level of data when you were playing or are you quite pleased in a way that you weren't sort of saturated with it? No, we can, I do like it. I like it now. I mean, being a coach and being a, an, an analyst and a commentator, you, you want all this stuff because you're continually learning then and you're learning something new. And then, you know, for me to be able to learn something like that from Manus today, next time I go and coach, I can coach that as well. Or next time I go and coaching and I learn something from the players there, I can go and talk about it in the comms box. So both my roles now work really well together. But I mean, he, Do you think you've learned a lot more about the game, actually, since you've retired? 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that I, I know now, that I can talk about now, I wish I'd have known a long time ago. Um, you know, what Manus have... did, what Manus has done today, mm. and how many times I got LBW through my career... There was things that I could have done and changed that would have helped there. Of course, I would have tried it, but um, I wasn't smart enough. So you, would, you but it, so you could have got fifteen thousand test runs, but at the same time, it might have clouded your mind. And maybe one of your qualities was, and maybe you know, qualities of many batsmen is that their mind isn't clouded. No, that's that's also true. Um, you know, like all of us, we all bat better when we've got nothing inside of our head no premeditations you're keeping your mind clear and you're, you're watching the ball and you're reacting to the ball that's when we all bat at our best but I guess Manus with what he's doing he's able to make that move out of his crease but then still be able to keep his mind clear so it's he's you know I think what Manus and Smith does and Smith does this better than anybody he just takes away any risk he, eliminate, he eliminates any risk and play, formulates a game plan you've seen this innings didn't take one risk didn't get out of second gear just waits on the bowlers, you know, knows his game, trusts his defence, eliminates risk um, and doesn't make mistakes. So then you can put those that formula together, you're going to make a lot of runs. Match situation, how do you see it? I said this morning, even before, uh, actually, sorry, at lunch, I, I can't see India winning the game. Um, you know, even the fact they're 5 for 150 now. I just, I've just got a feeling that this wicket could deteriorate quite quickly. You know, there's, there's hot weather coming. We've seen a, a fair bit of uneven bounce in the first two days. And when you get a close look at the wicket from above, it's not just cracks that are running down the wicket. There's a lot of cracks that are going across the pitch. When you have that, you start that, that little plating effect starts. And with the hot weather, those cracks will widen up and those plates will move a bit more and that's when more uneven bounce will come. So uh, they're a long way behind in the game and I can't, I can't see them getting back into a winning position.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so before the break, we heard from uh, Ricky Ponting looking back on the second day. And we did project forward a little bit, or I did at the start of this podcast, about what might happen in, in the rest of this test match. How, how could India possibly change the, the, the course of this game? Or is the, it, I said the die seems to be cast. Uh, is there any way back for them? I mean, they're so far behind. I, I think if, if the pitch were flat, you, you know, you could you could possibly see players getting in and scoring big, but it seems to me that you know you can play for a while, play for a while, and then suddenly there's a you know a really difficult ball. We've there's seen a ball play- with your name. Well, on we've it. seen players hit on the head. We've seen players mm. hit on the glove. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it will it's get easier. Do you think if the ball is softer? Yeah. So it's, you've got to bat time. You've got to stay in and and allow the ball to, to to get softer, and then it won't behave in such an elaborate way. I think there is a way India can get back into this game. I mean, I'm trying to be optimistic on their behalf. Firstly, they've got to get another 100-odd runs, at least, if not more. They've got to get to 300, so the lead is 160. So that's the first thing. So somehow they've got to eke out a lot of runs from the tail. Well, from another, the last, they've got to double the score, last, basically. They've got to double the score from the yeah. last five wickets, which, of course, won't be easy, but it's not impossible. And then they've got to be, A, more accurate with the ball and also more strategic. I think they need better thought processes as well to work out how to get the Australian batters out a second time. Travis Head changed the game by attacking and they gave him 30 or 40 runs before they realised where to bowl to him, which is short and into the body, and they eventually got him out. By bowling him, by bouncing him a few times and getting an appropriate field, a bit like England do, going body line. Well, they've got to do that from the start if they hope to get him early on. So they've got to make early inroads in Australia's second innings, assuming they haven't conceded such a massive lead that it's out of the question to get back into the game. They've got to make early inroads, and then you never know if they can possibly bowl Australia out for 150 second innings and concede a lead of 150. There is a tiny chance they could chase 300 to win, but it's a tiny chance. It must be 10% chance that they can get out of this with a with a victory. Yeah, see, I, mean, I would have thought the only way out of, of, of this is, is to share the mace and somehow get out with a draw. Well, I hope it rains. Well, hope, hope, hope some weather you know, on Saturday and Sunday. There's some talk about there being uh, some rain around, but if there is, there's that possibility of a sixth day. I mean, it, yeah. it's a bit unclear about you know, how much play we can have on the sixth day and how it would work. But we did last time. We had a sixth day mm. uh, down in Southampton to, to, to get it done and New Zealand just just about winning the match in time. Uh, it, it's hard to see uh, Australia being denied. I mean, it's just been... It, it, I mean, so Im- I'm so impressed with their sort of focus, really. I mean, 
Perhaps, mm. it's, perhaps it's been harder for India. I don't know. They've come. Most of them have come straight off the IPL. But I mean, Pajara hasn't been playing the IPL. He's been you know, used to English conditions, and he he left one today from Cameron Green. Uh, you talked about Gill leaving one. Pajara did exactly the same. So two of the first four wickets are out to players leaving the ball. Good. It was a good ball from Green. It nipped back, didn't he? And so I mean, you don't get much time because he's tall and pacey, and he, he, he's at you. You make that error of misjud- you know, that error of judgment, and you know. It, it, you know, you get knocked over. Mm. I mean, what I felt today a little bit was I thought Rohit Sharma played some cavalier shots to start with, and I wondered whether that was born of irritation of the way that India fielded and bowled. He felt we've given them far too many runs here on this pitch, and it was sort of came out in a rather almost over over aggressive approach with the bat. Played a few slightly sort of risky pull shots and got away with it. And then he got LBW, pinned LBW by, by Pat Cummins. And I haven't felt any time during India's fielding that Rohit Sharma had control. You didn't feel like he really thought through cleverly how to to unravel Australia and unpick their batsmen. And I don't feel he's a very proactive or imaginative captain. And that that's hampering them a bit, really, because I think they could have done better than that that effort within the field if they'd been some if they'd had somebody who was a bit cleverer. Well, what that comes, I don't know, does it come down to their preparation, planning, planning time? You, you, you know, you players who basically have been cobbled together from the IPL straight into a World Test Championship final. Uh, perhaps Australia have had a bit more time to be strategic about it. Mm, I mean, they're obviously possibly. they're building up to a you know full Ashes series as well. Cummins, as you mentioned, has not been playing. He didn't just opt out of the India series because of his mother's illness. He also deliberately took the IPL off to, to preserve his body and you know, mm. for the for the battle ahead. Uh, there's, you know, there's that aspect to it. You've got a couple of players who've come over and played in county cricket as well. And you know, I, you know, Travis Head, he hasn't batted since March in the middle in a, in a match, but I bet he's been practicing damn hard with the red ball in in the you know in the lead up to this tour. Mm. Yeah, certainly their their preparation. They were very happy, actually. They were at Beckenham for 10 days before this test match. And apart, apparently, from the journey from central London to Beckenham, which took about an hour and a half every day, they loved practising there. Uh, They were sort of behind closed doors for for quite a lot of it, weren't they? But they loved the facilities Mm. and being all together, a bit like a camp, in a way. A camp in Kent (laughs) for the the Australians. They'd just come through here and looked... Pretty impressive. Mm. I bet England are slightly nervous. <laughs> well, I was going to say we had two. We have two days of the World Test Championship final on a pitch that is a bit unpredictable, uh, and you know that can skew your, your thinking a bit. But I wonder whether people watching on who've seen England play in this aggressive way, you know, England supporters optimistic about the Ashes. I wonder whether it's felt like a bit of a, a reality check mm. over the last couple of days. What's been the feeling in the TMS box generally? Well, I, I think you know really impressed with with Australia at this whole point. They, you so know, you've they, got Justin Langer. Justin Langer, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he's such a positive, mm. sort of pro-Australian presence. You know, and, and they, there's a lot to be positive about. But I mean, he's generally very positive. So I mean, I, I mean, he he is talking, looking at it in this way. He's saying, you know, it's fantastic. It's the Ashes. You know, England playing their way. Australia got their method. You know, it's going to be a fantastic clash. I mean, one of the points he did make uh, yesterday was that whoever, whichever team stays healthiest, is going to have a better chance of winning. So you know, injuries can change things. England have had a few already. Australia with Hazelwood, I'm certain. But even without Hazelwood here. 
as we said at the start, they look to have a basis covered, and they're you know they're batting. You know, they've got two top top class players, mm. haven't they? And they've got Travis Head, who's who's playing like a an English batter. Which all sounds a bit gloomy, doesn't it, <laughs> from an England perspective? But I must admit, I was I thought Scott Boland was a sort of military medium pacer. I I admit my uh, lack of knowledge or lack of insight there because. Watching his speeds today, 88 miles an hour, mm. you know, whisking it through, whistling it through, and just absolutely relentless. So you think, oh, Josh Hazelwood would be badly missed if he can't make yeah. it to some of the test matches in the Ashes. You slightly change your mind on that. I have slightly changed my mind. I think he's not, Boland is not Josh Hazelwood. He's mm. not as good, but he's not a bad replacement. Yeah. He's as good as anything we've got, mm. apart from Jimmy and, and Stuart, obviously. Uh, so... You know they they've been very impressive, Australia. I mean, it comes down. I mean, it comes down to it. if you can keep your pace bowlers on the park, then you've got a, you know you've got a very good chance, haven't you? Um, and that that's going to be one of the tests uh, for both sides. Uh, so well, I apologise if um, if Justin <laughs> Langer's feeling a bit um, bored tomorrow. Uh, I've given him a copy of my book about the Ashes, so he might either he might stay up and read it and have lack of sleep or. Perhaps more likely, he'll have a very good night's sleep because I'll bore him to, to fall asleep early in the day and therefore he'd be even more lively and bullish tomorrow than he was today. Well, well what, from what I've seen of Justin, he'll say, this. Oh, I was reading this book last night. It was, like, it was one of the best books of cricket I've ever read. It was so funny. It was about the ashes. I love the ashes. It's fantastic. I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him on the podcast tomorrow, actually, and I'm going to ask him. The, my favourite story from Justin is the story about his grandfather who took him to a tower block in Perth, which was still being built, at 6am one morning. I'll, I'll leave that hanging, that story, oh, okay. because it was a very influential story for his life. And one of his books, he's a great writer as well, I think he's doing some columns of the Telegraph, actually, in the, in the summer. But one of his books is called See the Sunrise. So that's a little clue to what he experienced uh, that day with his grandfather. But hopefully we'll hear that story tomorrow. In the meantime... Let's uh, leave you with a disappointing day for India, a pretty strong day for Australia, and we'll be back tomorrow to review the third day's play. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you tomorrow. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.